is Friday, October 11th, 2019. I don't know if everybody can hear this, but I'm slightly under the weather, but I'm going to power through for everybody that is listening. So, and, uh, Andrew, there was Thursday Night Football last night, and boy was it fucking sloppy. However, before we get into that, the Patriots backdoor covered. What was the line? They were minus 17. Fucking A, man. They were minus 17, and they backdoor covered. All right, I I won't. I'm not gonna play them again because I know how much you hate them. But just my favorite thing of the week so far this football season, again, is hearing Tom Brady's uh, him tweeting his like victory videos. Oh yeah, right. Those are the best things ever. <laughs> you know what? You know what I was not a fan of. What? Uh, Rob Gronkowski. I heard he was god awful. I I had it on mute. I was I was um, I was listening to. I was watching hockey. I think I was watching the. Uh, who do the Devils play? They oh the the Devils play the Oilers. Mm-hmm. I think. And I was watching that on my laptop with volume, and I had uh, F- uh, Fox NFL Thursday on mute, and I was like. I, <laughs> my dad told me that Gronk was getting blown up on Twitter, and I was like, "Oh, that's not surprising at all." It doesn't. He it was kind of an idiot before football, kind of, and then he got like twenty-five concussions. So it's like, what the hell's Gronk gonna say about football? Yeah, it's like I don't know. He not everybody is for TV. It's not that he's not for TV. It's just his personality previewing an NFL game is not such that he can do that. I'm not saying, like, I, I hate Gronk simply for the fact that he played on the Patriots. Do I hate him as a person? No. I mean, the dude dude's a meathead and he does nothing wrong. Like, what? There's <laughs> ne- never been a bad word written about him that he's, like, hurt somybody in his past or whatever. There's been none of that. Well, okay, that's not entirely true. Remember, he, he delivered the uh, that fucking punch to the back of the head to the, who was it? Somebody on the Dolphins, right? No, 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 it was the Bills. Or the oh, it was the Bills. Okay. Okay. If that's the worst thing you can find on Gronk, I'd say that's pretty tame. That's still pretty bad. How I mean, many people do you know that have punched a guy in the back of the head? It was on the field, though. What? Okay. It was on. It was. It was on the field. Yes, it's bad. And yes, when I saw it, I hated it. And I said, "Oh yeah, it's the Patriots, and they're gonna fucking get away with it because it's the Patriots." But he didn't, and he got called for it. So okay. He got called for it. Move on. He got called for it and fined. We got to move on from it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but either uh, way, him on television, terrible. Absolutely terrible. Yeah, I could have. I could have predicted that. Uh, I had a. Uh, I have James White in fantasy, so the uh, the touchdown that he was like a, an elbow length short of. If that if I lose by six or less points this week in fantasy, I'm gonna be really really upset. He, <laughs> you saw that play, right? Yeah. He so the the he was lined up wide left, and then they set him in motion, and it was a constant motion. So Brady snapped the ball and then just flipped it forward to him, which is a it counts as a completion. It was going forward. Uh, made some good cuts, got right to the goal line, uh, rode on top of some bodies, and then his elbow hit short by like an inch, 
made me blood red mad that he didn't get that. Um, so let's just, if, if, again, if I lose by less than six points, this is going to be really, really aggravating because he was right at the goal line. Whatever, though, because the Patriots won by 21. They covered. Not a big deal. Yeah, the did. Patriots uh, probably, I think, undeniably, actually, are the best team in football. They took care of business against the Giants. Um, so, you know, New England, they do their thing. Whatever. With the, uh, I mean, you, Andrew, you know the golden rule in fantasy football, right? What, pick the right players? I don't know. what. No, never draft a Patriots running back. Ever. Well, I'm in a point-per-reception league. Oh, yeah, okay, PPR, that makes sense. He, uh, White probably had eight or nine catches last night. No, that makes sense. So, non-PPR, never pick a Patriots running back. Ever. Right, okay. Ever. The funny thing you say is uh, my uh, dad is in a non-point-per-reception league, and he has Sony Michelle. Yep, so, no, nope, he's fucked. Two different times, <laughs> the Patriots had the ball at, within the one-yard line, and Tom Brady just sneaks it in, doesn't hand the ball off. That fucks fantasy <laughs> owners worldwide. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does. But either way, I sloppy game, wasn't it? I mean, the Patriots did cover, but fuck me, it was sloppy. Well, uh, there were... So the, the Patriots' first touchdown was non-offensive, right? Yeah, I think it was uh, Chase Douchebag uh, Winovich. Chase Winovich, sc- right. Scooping and scoring, yeah. Go Michigan. Um, oh, and then Golden Tate had a... He bobbled a pass, caught it for a touchdown, and then... Um, did the Giants have a defensive or special teams touchdown? I can't remember. How did they tie it at 14? I can't remember either. I'm trying to remember. Uh, I, like, I was only half paying attention to it because I knew this game wasn't really going to be close. I didn't. Um, I didn't know the Patriots were playing on Thursday night. Had I known they were playing the Giants, uh, I mean, I don't even know if I would have turned it on. It's it's funny how like the Giants are still pretty bad, but still miles better than they were with um, uh, what's his name, Eli Manning. I can't yeah. remember his name. Well. Sloppy game, but still the Patriots covered, so that's good. Let us move on to the games for uh, the weekend. That's right. Uh, Brady got Brady got sacked and then fumbled the ball, and the Giants returned that fumble for a touchdown. That's what it was. Okay. That's what I'm remembering. All right. First game on the slate, Andrew. We have Panthers at Buccaneers. Uh, I'll take Carolina on the road. I I've I was high in the Panthers with Cam Newton. They failed me, and then I gave up on them. And then this uh, hashtag named that Allen stepped in, and the Panthers have been pretty good since. And uh, Christian McCaffrey is uh, quite rapidly moving to the top of the list for uh, best running back in the league. Christian so, uh, McCaffrey fucked me last week in fantasy. I was playing against him. Mm-hmm. He absolutely fucked me. So um, he changed his. <laughs> did you see his chain? He changed his uh, Twitter name to Run CMC. He changed it to what? He, his Twitter name he, 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 at something. Yeah. He's now Run CMC. 
wow. You get that reference, right? Yeah. Okay, we're not that young, so we, we got that. Better, uh, so, so Darren McFadden, he used to be Run DMC, yeah. which is the actual band. Right. And that, those are his actual initials, but he didn't really live up to it, so McCaffrey was able to take his place. He's actually, like, a legit running back. Darren so McFadden's so underrated, in my opinion. I mean, he didn't really last long at all in the NFL. I mean, he lasted a good decade. He wasn't on great teams. He was was he ever shit, as shit good as McCaffrey, though? No, he wasn't. I'll right. give you that. So. But I just think people think Darren McFadden's a bust, and I don't think he was a bust. No, nah, but he'll he'll get f- forgotten by he, people oh, younger no, he than will. we are. He will. He was an average back, but lasted for a good decade. He got his pension. He's good. Uh, next, we have uh, Bengals at Ravens. Is this even a question? Well, yeah, I have I have Baltimore, uh, and boy, oh boy, do you need this one? Yeah, 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 we do, because uh, we have like the second hardest schedule in the back half of the year. Do you actually? Oh yeah, it's not great. Wow, it's not great. We we got to play the Rams, the Patriots. And, like, I mean, it's, it's, like, not good. Uh, I don't have the schedule. Do you have, can you get that schedule, the Ravens schedule up for me? Yeah. I don't have it in front of me. I know we got to play the Rams and the Patriots. we got to go to Foxborough, I'm pretty sure. Uh, well, m- more so than anything, this game's important because the, the next game we're going to talk about is Seahawks at Browns. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I don't really trust either team. I don't know about you. So, um, well, okay. Well, Jesus. So Cincinnati this week, next week, at Seattle for uh, for the Ravens. I'm talking about. Then a bye week, home versus New England. That's a Sunday night game. Then right back at it at Cincinnati. I'm assuming AJ Green's going to be back by then. Home versus Houston at LA. Home versus the unbeaten San Francisco 49ers at Buffalo, who apparently has the best defense since the 85 Bears. Uh, home versus the Jets. They don't count as an NFL team at Cleveland and then home versus Pittsburgh. So, no given. No givens. Literally none. So, what? Seattle, the Rams, Patriots, Buffalo, the Niners. That yeah. could be five losses. But yeah, if you, if you don't play your cards right, like I mean, you got you got to flex your muscle and be the better team. Yeah, at if this we point. F- if we fuck around, that's zero and five right there, and handing the Browns the division. And the Browns have like the easiest fucking schedule. I think the Browns still got to play the fucking Dolphins and the Redskins. <laughs> well, you better you better beat the Bengals then. Got to beat them twice. Got to beat them twice. Uh, the ESPN picks can pick them. Ninety-eight percent of people are picking the Ravens, so we're. I guess we're all in the same boat here. I hope so. I guess the the two percent are like a- Andy Dalton's parents that are <laughs> picking <laughs> picking the fucking Bengals here. Correct. Uh, next we have Seahawks at Browns. I'm going Seahawks. I uh, so it's eighty-seven percent picking Seattle. I'm actually going to go with Cleveland. Really. Like I, I've been saying on this podcast that Seattle you is better that on the night road. Game, right? That's the thing. Like they look like shit then, 
they kind of looked like shit against the Rams on Sunday night, and but like they turned around and beat your Ravens. So yeah, I, I'm not well, entirely sure what to make of them. Well, so I'll, I'll pick them on the road. Here's the thing with that. It's like the Ravens aren't, we haven't, like, we're not a fraud, but we're not good. We haven't really figured out what we are yet without, like, yeah. a, a great defense. Same goes for Cleveland, I think. That, that exactly. exact sentence goes for Cleveland. However, the Niners are very good. The Seahawks are very good. The Browns can't beat really good teams. Like, the Rams are good. The Titans are meh, but, I mean, that was the first game of the year. Baker threw uh, two pick sixes or three interceptions. Whatever the Titans aren't good. Yeah, no, they're not. And that was that was Baker's fault. I think that was first game nerves. So I'm not chalking that one up as they yeah. lost to a good team. However, soccer. however, you lose to the, I mean, lose to the Niners, who are, I think, very good and also very underrated because they're playing out in San Francisco. Nobody hears about them. Then you have, and the Rams, who are, Literally won the NFC last year. The Seahawks, who have come out of nowhere and are still they're chugging along at four and one. So I'm I'm picking the Seahawks. I, I just I haven't seen it from the Browns yet. After last week's performance, eight of twenty two for a hundred yards, two fumbles and two picks, yeah, it's a problem. Alright. Guess we'll uh, we'll go head to head on that one. I'm going to go Baker. Next we have uh, Texans at the Chiefs. Did you hear anything on uh, Mahomes' ankle? I haven't heard anything. I also haven't done any research or looked into it at all. I was going to say, you haven't been looking. No. So, uh, I mean, the Texans, who, who did they play last week? The Falcons. Right. And they put up like 55? 53. 50, something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, I have Kansas City winning, but uh, I'm I. Well, <laughs> well, you guys have all heard my uh, my Clemson bias on this podcast. I'm a big Deshaun Watson guy, so um, yeah, I, I Hopkins as well. Right. Well, <laughs> that was uh, that was before my Clemson bias took place. But um, I, I I believed in Deshaun Watson since day one. Like sit like way before he got drafted, I think he's the most clutch college quarterback that's ever played. With that being said, I don't believe Bill O'Brien. I still have the right. I still have the Chiefs winning. I find it hard to believe that the Chiefs are going to lose two quote unquote big games in a row, both at home. So um, I'll take Patty Mahomes and the boys to to win this one. Uh, the Texans. Uh, similar to the Vikings, I feel like, are just uh, uh, a completely different team away from home. I mean, the Texans can beat pretty much anybody when they're they're playing in Houston, but on the road, it's really anyone's guess. So uh, I'll, t- I'll take Kansas City. Yeah, I'm going with the Chiefs as well. I mean, the te- I, just, I, just, I don't believe in Bill O'Brien. I, ju- I just can't. The Texans are going to lose that wild card game, that ESPN shitty wild card game. Right, exactly. Every every year in the playoffs. Yeah. Every year. They they always get the AFC wild card game. Yeah, they get the AFC wild card game and it's the shit wild card game. Right. Do you remember <laughs> Do you remember when it was Texans Raiders and it it wasn't yeah. it wasn't Derek Carr versus Deshaun Watson. It was Connor Cook versus Brock Osweiler. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, ESPN. I mean, like, Monday Night Football is shitty enough as it is, and now you got this bullshit-ass 
<laughs> a wild card game? Good lord, dude. ESPN just bends over, takes in the ass. Oh, well, how much you want? Oh, two billion a year? All right, sold. Sold. <laughs> basically what they're doing. All right, the next one. I, I, I don't even know which way to go with this one. Uh, Redskins at Dolphins. Fuck me. I picked the Redskins, and I don't even remember why. I, I'm pick, I probably I'm just the flipped the coin. I'm picking the Dolphins simply because they haven't fired their fucking coach yet. Maybe. I mean, I get, that's, the, that's my only fucking logic. The Redskins are favored by three and a half, though. I don't know how. Are they really? Yeah. If Okay, so, <laughs> so the Dolphins at home are playing a team that's 0-5, and, and they're not favored? Correct. Okay, so the Dolphins are going 0-16. That's official. Lock it. That is... What? <laughs> you played it. This is like the one game you can win. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Again, I I picked the Redskins. I don't even remember why I picked them. I just it's a flip of the coin. It's a absolute it, definition of a snail race. It's tank ball. That's what yeah. it is. It's tank it, ball. The two a bowl. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, next, well, I mean, Dan Snyder's not going to draft another guy. Apparently, he's going to suck off Dwayne Haskins like he did uh, RG three, and then tear and then. Uh, Dwayne Haskins is going to tear his ACL because Dan Snyder doesn't want to uh, pay money to fix his own goddamn field. Yeah. However. I, RG3, a former rookie of the year. Yeah. Sorry about that. That was a little rant. Because Dan Snyder's just a bitch. Uh, next we have Eagles at Vikings. Okay, so it, it, here's what's interesting. The Vikings are 2-0 and at home, and they are 1-2 and on the road. The one win being at the Giants, which, like, barely counts. Uh, I, I'll acknowledge that the Giants are a lot better with Daniel Jones. Uh, Vikings at home scares me. 28-12 against the Falcons, 34-14 against the Raiders. Those are their, their two home games this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlanta has turned out to be, like, way worse than we thought. But oh, also, Atlanta's garbage. Right. But also, Oakland has turned out to be a lot better than we thought. Right. So, moral of the story, I don't think this is really news. I think it's always the way it's been. The Vikings are significantly better at home, at Minnesota. So, it's going to be really, really tough for my Eagles. But I do think we're going to pull it out. Um, Kirk Andrew, Cousins. You know, what, you know what the ace up your sleeve is? What's that? What's the Eagles' record? Oh, oh, right, right, right. Because we're we're three and two, and Kirk exactly. Cousins has to beat winning teams. Exactly. Right. Okay. <laughs> we t- we talked about that before the show. I didn't know where that's, you were going. That's um, that's the ace up the sleeve. Right. All you got to do, whatever, whoever Kirk Cousins is playing, look at the opposing team's record. Mm-hmm. If it is at five hundred or below, bet heavy on whatever team Kirk Cousins plays for. Well, if it's the other way around, he can just probably going to be an L. Uh. Well. I'm really, really hoping that the Eagles pull this out. I'll tell you what, Johnny. The uh, the mood or the uh, atmosphere around Philadelphia right now is... so Okay, so here's what's tragic. The Eagles have three consecutive road games right now. Uh, so we're playing at Minnesota, then at Dallas, then at Buffalo. What I just found out is the NFL scheduled it that way <laughs> because... They were anticipating that the Phillies were going to be in the playoffs right now. 
Uh, <laughs> how how much of a uh, kick in the nuts oh, is that? Boy. I mean, if we want to get into that, what's your thoughts on Gabe Kapler being fired? I, I mean, it was bound to happen. Really? Absolutely. I mean, if you if you lived here and you listened to to uh, sports talk, you would know. Like literally. Everybody yeah, in the city of Philadelphia was calling for his job. Just because everybody in Philly's calling for his job doesn't mean the Philly's upper management wants him gone. Well, a lot of that Philly's upper management was let go also. but You know what? Uh, I got a hot take. You want to hear it? What? Charlie Manuel's come back for a second stint. I Believe me, me and the rest of the city of Philadelphia would be down like Charlie Brown for that. I, I would agree. I was texting a buddy who's a Phillies fan. He's like, I actually don't hate that. Why would you? I, 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 What's I, to hate? I, that's what I said. I'd come back with, he literally won you a World Series. It, like literally it, won you a World Series. So, okay, so if, like, if Joe Madden doesn't come here and he ends up going to the Angels. I thought he already signed that contract. Did he? He might have. I don't know. Um, and then the other the other name floating around is Joe Girardi, who's who's a who's a free agent. I'd rather have Charlie Manuel than uh, Joe Madden or uh, Joe Girardi. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, moral of the story is uh, the Vikings are significantly better at home, but I will take the Eagles. And um, uh, what I was going to say was the, the, the Philly Sports Talk Radio around here, the, all the fans, it's kind of like a, a solemn uh, uh, vibe. They all think that we're going to lose at least one of these next three road games for the Eagles. I don't know if I'm just super optimistic or if I'm smart. I don't know. What I guess will prove to be what's right. I think the Eagles are going to win at many at Dallas and at Buffalo in three consecutive weeks. That's just me. I think they're the better team in all three of those games. That's just me. So uh, we'll see what happens. So uh, go Birds. One game at a time, baby. Yep, I'm picking the Eagles. Simply because of the Kirk Cousins thing. Uh, next we have Saints at Jaguars. Teddy Bridgewater, fuck me. Yeah. It's just... Like, oh, Drew Brees is out six weeks. People are going to start to forget what Drew Brees hurt. Yeah, his thumb, right? Uh, shit, I don't know. Teddy Bridgewater's fucking, what, 3 now? Something like that. They are playing, they're going to Jacksonville. Playing against Gardner Minshew. I'm a big Gardner guy. Uh, I think we've established that on this podcast, but, I mean, damn. Like you said, the Saints have all kinds of momentum. It's kind of a, it's kind of like the the Wentz Foles situation. Your backup quarterback rallies. Anything like, can happen. They're just like, oh, Teddy's winning. He's like, oh, and oh, by the way, we get a first ballot Hall of Famer back in three weeks. Mm-hmm. God damn it! I'm going with the Saints. Yeah, I like New Orleans also. Next is Falcons Cardinals. Uh, I'll take Arizona at home. Uh, As will I. I've I've said on this podcast before. I, the Falcons could very well end up being fucking one in fifteen. The one lone win against the Eagles that would be, just be fucking perfect. I, I okay. So I haven't mentioned this on the past 
bleh, podcast before. There was a time I was a I was a junior in college, so it would have been the 2016-2017 NHL season. The Arizona Coyotes had two wins the entire month of October, and both of both them of were them against were the against Flyers. Philly. Yeah. Okay, that is the, the most poetic fucking middle finger to this city that I've ever seen, and I could absolutely totally see it with the Falcons going one and fifteen. I mean, this come on. fucking team sucks. And we absolutely should have won that game on Sunday night, week two. And we didn't because Zach Ertz ran the route a little bit short. Uh, hey, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to be like, woe is me if the Falcons go 1-15. I'm going to say, fuck you. Hey, I'll take Kyler Murray and the boys at home. Give me the Cardinals. Uh, come on. Atlanta's such a... We'll get to this a little later. But Atlanta's such a sad sports city. It is. It's and I was so I, sad. As a Phillies fan, I was rooting for the Braves. I was like, "Go ahead, represent the division." You know, you kicked our ass the entirety of the season. At least make us look sort of good by like beating another team. They gave up. We'll get to that how, later. How we'll many runs in the first? Later. All right, we'll get to we'll it later. Get, we'll get to it later. Okay. All right. We'll get to uh, it later. Let me hold my horses. Let's let's go to the next game. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, I'm going with the uh, Cardinals as well. Uh, 49ers at Rams. Uh, I'll take the Rams on the road for whatever no, 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 no. it's... Rams are home. Or are home, I'm sorry, my bad. Um, for whatever it's worth, Johnny, do you know the only two quarterbacks that are undefeated this season? Jimmy G and Tom Brady. How about that? How about that? What do you want me to say? <laughs> what, do you, what do you want me to say? I think Belichick was on to something when he wanted to draft him. And then Robert Kraft was like, no, 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 no. You're not going to replace Tom Brady. Well, come on now. Robert Kraft doesn't speak that quickly. You know that. Well, just think it's kind of funny. Slight jab at Robert Kraft right there. The funny thing is, I remember him getting drafted and hearing his, like, interview, like, right after he took his picture with Commissioner or whatever, hey, and him saying, <laughs> the, the, whoever was interviewing him, it was some woman, I can't remember, but he was, she was saying some joke about how, like, you're not really fighting for the starting job here in New England, but, like, what, what are you going to do with the Patriots? And he's like, yeah, well, you know, I'm just going to learn and... Uh, you know, I'll try to find my way into the league somehow and maybe take over for... No. Brady's still here, and Garoppolo still very much here. Yeah. So, there we go. Uh, (laughs) after all that, give me the Rams at home. They, I, they, they gotta, they gotta figure it out at some point, and they, they have to do it this week. I'm taking the Niners. Taking the Niners. Uh, you know, I mean, I, the Rams are hot take. The Rams falling apart. It it seems that way. I they've been way underwhelming. The Rams, might, I mean, it's a slippery slope. If they don't get the ship right soon enough, they're they're going down a bad path. That, that's what I'm saying, and I think that that's why they'll win because they know that this is damn near a must-win game for them. 
Mm-hmm. And, like, the 49ers aren't going 16-0. So if you look at their schedule, you circle the losses. What do you think you would circle? This would probably Rams, be yeah. one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys at Jets. Sam one, two, Dar- three, Cowboys. Okay. Sam Darnold is starting. Uh, okay. Oh, one, two, three, Cowboys again. I could give a shit that Sam Darnold's playing. That team sucks. Did you hear what he said at his press conference when he came back? What did he say? He said, uh, I just want to be safe. And uh, who, who are the two Jet quarterbacks? Luke Falk and uh, fucking... Uh, Simeon? Sandy. Yeah. He's like... And, ev- and it's like uh, Trevor Simeon, Luke Falk, and everybody else has seen the Jets online. Like, oh boy, you ain't fucking safe. I was about to say, like, the, have you seen the, the fucking line in front the, of you? Dude, the Eagles got 10 sacks last week. What was the... I have saw, fun with Demarcus Lawrence, buddy. I saw a fucking stat where it's like, the Jets haven't scored a touchdown in 28 offensive possessions. I think hasn't the Jets like defense and special teams like scored more touchdowns than the offense has this year? Sounds right. Something like that. Yeah. If not, and it's at least close. Yeah. I'm taking. Yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys as well. I just. No. Uh, next we have Titans at Broncos. I can't figure out Tennessee for the life of me. I, if you look back and roll all of the episodes we've recorded since the football season started, it's quite possible I've picked wrong on every Titans game because I either pick them to win and they lose or I pick them to lose and they win. With that being said, I'll go Denver at home. Like, I just, again, I have no idea what to make of the Titans, so I'll, I'll take the Broncos. Maybe Flacco, like, gets the Broncos on a little bit of a rally. Uh, but, yeah, again, I, I really have no idea. If this game comes down to a field goal and the Titans need one, you know who they just signed this week? Who did they sign? Cody Parkey. Oh, that's right. My dad did tell me that. So, okay, so he's going to I mean, their the boy line. last week missed fucking, like, what, four or five? Who, who was it? Santos or something? I don't even fucking know. Cairo Santos? Maybe. Would you go from that to Cody Parkey? That's a little shady. They're Vrabel. Yeah, have fun, Vrabel. baby. I think yeah, fun. A, I think Vrabel's a little overrated, this coach, honestly. I mean, I think it's time to move on from the Mariota Project. Uh, it's just... Gets his own guy in there. Maybe he can do something, but... I don't know. Mariota's not the guy. I don't see it. Um. However, it's gonna be it's gonna be close because while the Titans, you don't know what they are, you know what the Broncos are. You just just you know what they they, they won last week. They were bound to win one. So uh, next we have Steelers at the Chargers. Oh, I have the charges at home. Yep. I don't know who's going to They said Mason Rudolph was taking snaps this week. Yeah, I was so shocked to hear that also. That he was back in practice. I was like, shouldn't be him like a dimly lit room right now? I was like, I was like bro, go take a fucking nap. You, like, you do not need to be taking snaps right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Also, a uh, rare occasion where Monday night is probably going to be a more intriguing matchup than Sunday night. God, that is Sunday Night Football, isn't it? Fuck, that's going to yeah. suck. Rare occasion. Uh, I mean, I'll t- 
if the Chargers lose this game, they're damn near hopeless for the year. They're they're already almost hopeless. Yep. But I mean, you you gotta win this game against Devlin Hodges or whatever. Mm-hmm. Who by uh, Ryan texted us by the way and said that Devlin Hodges grew up in Alabama and played ice hockey. So uh, shout out to him. But also him. playing ice hockey's uh, ice hockey's not gonna help you win this game. So Phil, do the thing. You better win this game or uh, your team's in trouble. Yep. Uh, and the Monday night game is Lions at Packers. Interesting game. I heard that the the line shrunk from Packers by five and a half. It's gone down to Packers by four, which means uh, Vegas definitely believes in Detroit. I guess they're seeing kind of the same thing I saw when I picked Detroit to uh, upset Kansas City. Uh, the Lions, I think, are a lot, lot better than a lot of people are giving them credit for. So uh, they could be a dangerous team. So this game will be close, but I can't, in good conscience, pick the Lions on the road against the Packers, especially as well as the Packers looked last week against the Cowboys. So uh, I'll take Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, by the way, my fantasy running back. Pick up the slack for James White, who didn't score a touchdown on, in that game because he was down by a millimeter. Um, uh, go Packers. Yep, Packers as well. And the Lions, I mean, it's just, it's the Lions. They haven't proven anything to me in the last 25 years. So, until that happens, I have to pick against them. Alright, we are going to get to my locks of the week. Um, we have, first up, we have uh, Seattle minus one and a half uh, at Cleveland. Contrary to what Andrew says, I... I mean, the, the Niner defense, while good, the Seattle defense is maybe not as good as the Niners, but still just as capable. Seattle minus one and a half, I like it. Uh, next one, Baltimore minus 11. This one's pretty self-explanatory. The Bengals have nothing, are nothing, and just... Baltimore's going to cover this very easily. And if they don't... It's going to be a real fucking problem in uh, Charm City. It's going to be a real issue. Also, the next is the Eagles plus three at the Vikings. Uh, it's as simple as Kirk Cousins playing a team with a winning record. This game is going to be close. Eagles defense, is, Eagles defense is decent, and it is better than the Giants defense, who is Swiss cheese. Therefore, the Eagles, I feel like the Eagles cover plus three at the Vikings. Uh, the, I have Arizona is a two and a half point dog at home to the Falcons for some reason. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't understand how the Falcons are favored on the road at one and four, but I'm taking the Cardinals plus two and a half. Kyler showed me something last week, even though it was against the Bengals, still like it. And then finally I have, uh, San Francisco plus three at the Rams. That game's going to be real tight. game's going to be real close, as we discussed earlier. Can the Rams ride the ship? Can the Niners prove that they're here to stay? Um, the, uh, yeah. So I like the, the Niners plus three. 
So once again, I will go over that. I have Seattle minus one and a half, Baltimore minus eleven, uh, the Eagles plus three, San Francisco 49ers plus three, and the Arizona Cardinals plus two and a half. So that is that. And with that, we can move on to the college games for the weekend. And Andrew, we will start with, if I can pull up the schedule here, we're going to start with Memphis at Temple. Uh, have you heard my thoughts on Temple recently? I don't, I mean, I think it was like, it was mostly when Maryland lost to him. You, get, you haven't given me like a full thought on it though, no. Did I, did I text you? When I was at the Cincinnati Temple game last year, and I sent you the picture of him with me, I, I sent you the picture with me and the Cincinnati mascot. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, you remember that, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. That's that was when Temple was six and zero, I think, and they were the twentieth ranked team in the country, and I was jumping on that Cincy bandwagon, and I I hate Temple because uh, they beat us. That one time in 2015, and they never forgot it. And they they just think that they're the hottest shit ever. Um, same thing as with Maryland. Sandusky, Joe's left and right. You know the deal. Yeah, well, Maryland killed a guy, so. Exactly. If, you, if you're going to keep score with that bullshit, score's tied. Um, well, Temple beat Cincinnati in overtime that game. I was beside myself, uh, so you can rest assured I will be rooting for Memphis in this game. Memphis is six and a half point favorites on the road, I believe. The last time I saw the, the line, uh, this game is going to be anything but easy because Temple's that team that uh, I'll take you back last year. Again, they beat Cincinnati. They gave UCF a run for their money. Uh, they were a really good team, but they also lost to Villanova for some reason and then got smoked by Duke in their bowl game. This year, they lost to Buffalo for some reason. Uh, so, uh, who the fuck knows what Temple's going to do? Uh, but, I'll, uh, Jesus Christ, I don't know. I'll take Memphis on the road. Ple- take, please, Memphis, Memphis. Please, Memphis, don't let Temple... Cross you off the undefeated list. Just win the game. Memphis, Memphis got a good running back. I like that. So I think you should be a little more confident in Memphis here. Who is their running back still? Daryl Henderson or is it someone else? Um, name sounds familiar. It might be. I'm not quite sure though. Whoever it is, I know he's good. Uh, even though I don't know his name. Uh, next we have Florida State at Clemson. One, two, three, Clemson. I mean, come on, Andrew, don't even try to tell me you're even considering Florida State here. No, I'm not. The, okay. the one thing the one thing I will say is, uh, I said on this podcast before, I listened to um, a lot of uh, the, like the College Football Live podcast and the ESPN College Football podcast with Herbie and, uh, uh, what's his name, David Pollock. Mm-hmm. The one thing that Herbie has said this week leading up to it is, if you stripped everybody of their uniforms in this game and just, like, backyard football, pick players, pick players, pick players, Florida State has a lot of players that would get picked in early rounds. 
Meaning, Florida State's got athletes. They always they right. they will always have athletes. Exactly, Johnny. That's the exact point now, I was trying uh, to make. That they they have are they a lot of Willie raw Taggart? talented no. athletes, which is why I so. this game. I'm not really nervous, but at the same time, I am kind of nervous because I've talked up Clemson so much. If Clemson doesn't win by at least twenty points, then Ryan is going to be strutting his stuff next episode. So. Clemson needs to win, and they need to win handily. Yeah, you could. Okay. Uh, same bullshit as last week, where I just got booted out of the podcast for no fucking reason because this website's a bunch of fucking bullshit. Um, in in the middle of my Clemson rant. Uh, so hang John- on, hang on. I will, I'm going to tell you where you cut out. You cut out at uh, Florida State has athletes. Okay. That will be picked in the early round, and that's where you cut out. So we'll right. start there. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, our Lord and Savior, John Burnett, um, this is where he makes his money by editing this because I just got booted out of the podcast episode for no reason at all. I don't know why this does this. Uh, we'll have to look into it. Anyway, yeah, Florida State's got the athletes, but uh, I had said that Clemson uh, – um, they need to. I think the the spread's like close to thirty, right? Do, do you have the line I, in front of you? I do not have it in front. I can get it though. I think you. Uh, let me know what it is. I think it's like twenty six and a half, twenty seven. If Clemson is like in the area of that, I'll be fine. Clemson only wins by like two touchdowns. You goddamn well know that Ryan's gonna be strutting his stuff coming into Monday. Thinking, yeah, yes, oh. it's uh, it's minus twenty seven. Okay. Uh, 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 clubs only won by 14. They're overrated. And it's not even right. It's like, I feel like it's a whole army against me. Joel Klatt, who, uh, whose opinion I respect Don't, don't you so knock much. Joel now. Andrew, I will I will beat you up. Don't you knock Joel. I'm not going to knock Joel. I, I love him. Anytime he speaks, I'm tuned in. I, I care more about his opinion than pretty much anybody except for Herb Street. Herb Street's probably the only one. And I would... Uh, my heaven would be cracking open a Bud Light and having Joel Klatt in one ear and Kirk Herb Street in the other talking about college football. That'd be uh, incredible. Enough about m- my paradise. I was about to say, come back to Earth. Yeah. Klatt has said Clemson hasn't done anything to prove they're better than eight. They haven't. I hate that, and this is, they're coming off a bye week, so this is where they need to get themselves back on track. Make a statement, Clemson, win this game big. Flex your muscle, prove you're the best team in the country, let's fucking go. Yep, I'm taking Clemson, and I would agree with you there, they need to prove themselves. Needs to happen. Uh, Next we have Michigan State at Wisconsin. Uh, interesting game because these are two teams that are known for their defense. Mm-hmm. But uh, however, Jonathan Taylor does reside in Madison, Wisconsin. Yes, he does. Uh, right now, I have him fourth in my Heisman rankings. I don't. Uh, maybe after we're done making these picks, Johnny, we can uh, we can reveal our complete Heisman rankings. Um, the problem with Michigan State is they have absolutely no offense to speak of. This game's in Madison. They're going to be jumping around and jumping around and jumping up and jumping up and getting down. 
All right, you can't sing. You can't sing to save your fucking life, man. Jesus H. Christ. I jump around. I jump around. Okay, yeah, Wisconsin by a mile. Yep, agreed. I think Jonathan Taylor has 200 yards in the first half. Bull prediction. Also, I heard a stat. Wisconsin is the only team in college football, in the country, that has scored on their opening possession every single game. And Are every really? And every single game, it's been a Jonathan Taylor rushing touchdown to open the game. Uh, I also forgot to mention, here's where it all comes for a circle, Johnny. The guy starting for Florida State against Clemson is former Wisconsin quarterback Alex Hornibrook. Who? Hornibrook is the answer. Who, mind you, went to Malvern Prep, which is like 15 minutes away from where I live. Um, but... You know how it is. All all over the place. Go Badgers. Just for for this week. Yes. Uh, Next we have Alabama at A&M. Why the fuck is A&M ranked 24? Uh, A&M is not good. This hurts my Clemson argument significantly. Because well, I mean, I, you have to agree with me. A and M is not good. Uh, define good. So they could barely keep up with Arkansas, and Arkansas is one of the worst teams in the country. And they barely beat Arkansas. They lose to Auburn, Clemson, and they beat who? Lamar and somebody else in uh, Arkansas. Texas yeah. State, I think. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. You gotta play anybody with like known notoriety. It's a problem. So okay, so here's where it gets complicated. So I'm assuming we're all picking Alabama, right? No, yeah, I'm I'm with Bama. Okay, so and I assume Ryan is as well. Yeah, he did. He did text me and asked if uh any of the uh the games we had to pick were were Thursday, so yesterday while while we're recording this, uh, so he he'll get his picks in for tomorrow. Um. So after Alabama, that would probably make them three and three. Then at Ole Miss, home versus Mississippi State, home versus Texas San Antonio, home versus South Carolina, that makes them seven and three, which would probably put them. Back into the top 25, because, again, I'm assuming they're going to get booted out of it because Alabama's going to beat the brakes off of them. Right. Um, the last two games of the season, at Georgia, at LSU. Two else. That, I think so also, but that's two also huge opportunities. Yes. So if they can somehow steal a win in either of those last two games... Again, Clemson's stock goes through the roof. And I'll also say that this game against Alabama, only like a 17-point spread. Yeah, no, I I mean, I'm taking Bama. I'll take that money all day. Yeah, so I think that, that if Alabama's as dominant as they've looked, for them to be only favored by 17, yes, I know it's at A&M. I think that kind of, kind of, sort of speaks to A and M. 
Um, I'm a big Kellen Mond guy. I think he's actually really, really, really good. So I, I'm looking, uh, Alabama's going to win. I'm looking for A&M to cover and make this a game. And uh, Please, God, help me with my Clemson resume argument. I don't think it's going to be that close. I got Bama in a landslide. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. This is why I fucking love college football, Johnny. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of question marks that are going to be turned into exclamation points. This is true. Next, we have Texas Tech at Baylor. Baylor, uh, they've snuck up on people. Yep. Uh, they're one of the I think sixteen remaining undefeated teams. Yeah, they're five and zero. Yeah. Um, Texas Tech's yeah, Texas Tech kind of like the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, they fucked us last week. Don't you forget. Right, we we yeah, we both picked Oklahoma State, right? T boom. Yeah. Come on now. Uh, they're kind of like the Vikings in that they're very very dangerous at home, but on the road, who are you? Uh, so I'll take Baylor. Baylor impressed me because they beat Kansas State last week. I think Kansas State's a very solid team, and and Baylor won that game. So um, Baylor rightfully so got into the top twenty five. Like I said, they're one of the remaining sixteen unbeaten's. Uh, let's see, let's see uh, what Baylor can do. We talked about the, the the Big Twelve a couple episodes ago, and we said Texas and Oklahoma are the only two teams in that conference. And at the time, I agreed with you, but now don't you go where I think you're going to go with this? I'm not. I'm not saying they're playoff contenders by any means, but for whatever it's worth. Baylor doesn't have to play Texas or Oklahoma until the very, very end of the season. It's their second and third last to games. Last, second to last, third to last games. I don't know how to speak. Uh, again, for whatever it's worth, both Texas and Oklahoma are at home for Baylor this year. So they could make a lot of damage in that conference. So I think a big step for them is winning against the Texas Tech team that has a... I mean, it doesn't say much to say that Texas Tech has a hell of an offense because everybody in that conference has an hell of an offense. But Texas Tech proved they can win big games when they beat Oklahoma State. Uh, I picked Baylor in this game. Let's see what Baylor can do. I'm, I'm excited for this game, actually. I'll be tuned in. I'm picking Baylor as well. I don't. I can't trust Texas Tech. Uh, we have USC at Notre Dame. I I don't know what else to say about this game. Notre Dame in next. Yep. Yep. Apparently USC's talking shit. I don't know why, but uh, yeah, Notre Dame. The big one of the weekend: Florida at LSU. Okay. Uh, the fact that Vegas has LSU as 13.5-point favorites shows Florida me... Florida doesn't have an offense. Right. I, I, I like LaMichael Pirine, who's uh, Florida's running back. The fact LaMichael that this... who? LaMichael Pirine. That just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? It's a fun name to say. Say it with me. LaMichael Pirine. Oh, boy. So, do you remember Samaj P. Ryan? No. You don't remember him? No. Okay, so you know Joe Mixon, right? Yeah. So, Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan 
were the dual-headed running backs at Oklahoma back in the uh, Baker Mayfield days. Right. Uh, so obviously Mixon has gone on to the Bengals. Samaje P. Ryan was on the Redskins. I'm not sure if he's still there or not. Uh, for whatever it's worth, LaMichael P. Ryan is Samaje P. Ryan's younger brother, I believe. And he's the Florida running back. Um, anyway, now that I'm done with my uh, NFL or college football trivia lesson for the day, uh, the fact that LSU is 13.5 point favorites the last I saw shows me how much it, at least Vegas thinks LSU is on a different level than Florida. So uh, I'm definitely picking LSU at home. This is where it's going to get complicated for when we record on Monday and we have to uh, give our top 10. Yeah. Uh, if Florida plays this game close... Knowing Ryan, he'll have Penn State ahead of Florida. I think he actually already had Penn State ahead of Florida in his top I think ten. So. I didn't. I had Penn State at ten. I had Florida at six. If Florida plays this game close, I'm not quite sure if I could put Penn State over Florida. Again, depending on how good they look in this game. Now, if it's another Florida Auburn game where each team turns the ball over four fucking times, Florida, see you later. I'm going to put Penn State ahead of you. But if it's a it's a clean game, not a lot of penalties, close one-possession game, I'm not going to necessarily be sold that Penn State's better than Florida just because Florida's defense is magnificent. So, uh, uh, again, another instance in I, I, a lot of question marks that are going to be turned into exclamation points let, let's see what happens with this game. Um, but I, I will pick LSU to win. I'm going with LSU simply because they got that air raid offense going. That defense is great. Florida's got a great defense. I'll give them that. But good God, they don't have an offense to save their life. Now, Dan yeah. Mullen will get that turned around eventually. He will. But this year, it's just not the year. Maybe not. Uh, Hawaii at Boise State. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't even know what to say. Boise State. <laughs> Boise State. The game's I, not on the. The game isn't on the island, so it's not interesting. Uh, I always think it's fun to root for these undefeated group of five teams. Right now, off the top of my head, I think there's th- two, two, two or three. I think it's Boise State, SMU, and Appalachian State are the only three. I Un- really like SMU, by the way. Uh, did you watch that game against Tulsa? Oh, no, I didn't. I think SMU won in like double or triple overtime, something like that. I still, I still like SMU a lot. I, I was drunk, so I didn't. I was trying to stay up for it, but I couldn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, I couldn't quite do it, but uh, yeah, SMU's for real. Okay, let me see. App State, Boise State. Oh, I'm sorry. Memphis also. And SMU. Those, so four group of five teams that are undefeated. Uh, uh, Boise State is the highest ranked. They're at 14. So right now they're in the driver's seat for that group of five spot in the New Year's Six. Uh, keep it alive, Boise State. Keep it rolling. Uh, get that win against the Hawaii. Let's make let's make the playoff rankings interesting. We will 
moving on to uh, Red River. Red River is uh, Oklahoma, Texas. Played in the Cotton Bowl, as it always is. Yes, sir. Andrew, what do you got on that? Uh, I have I have Oklahoma winning. Uh, just because I think um, uh, Oklahoma's defense is a, a little bit better than it's been in the past. So the interesting thing is, to my knowledge, maybe not to my knowledge, to, to my opinion, this is probably the first game where two legitimate Heisman candidates are going head-to-head. So um, you got Jalen Hurts, who in a lot of people's minds is the Heisman favorite, and then Joe Burrow for Ella. Uh, uh, Jesus Christ, who the when the fuck would I just say Joe Burrow? Uh, I'm talking about LSU too much. Sam Ellinger. Um, by the way, Joe Burrow is my Heisman favorite, my personal Heisman favorite. He's not playing in this game, so forget the fuck I just said that. Jalen Hurts is a lot of people's Heisman favorite. He's going against Sam Ellinger, who preseason was uh, one of my Heisman potentials, just b- because he had good betting odds. So I was like, okay, he's worth the risk. Um, so the two of them going head-to-head is going to be huge. Um, obviously, Texas got the win in this game last year. So uh, Oklahoma's... the kicker. You're right, Cameron Decker. Uh, Gus Johnson going to be back for this game with Joel Klatt on the broadcast. You you say that like you're disappointed. I don't. I mean, I love Joel, but I can't stand Gus Johnson. You're not a Gus Johnson guy. After uh, the, what was it, two years ago, the Ohio State-Penn State game in the horseshoe, where he's just absolutely blowing JT Barrett, yeah, I'm out. I think it was more so he was... No, because even Joel was like, uh, yeah, Gus, you might want to calm down. Was he? Yeah. I don't remember that. I could, You could hear it in Joel's voice where he's just like, oh, yeah, like JT's good, don't get me wrong, but you're basically blowing him on national television right now. I th- okay, so regardless of what Joel said, I think more than anything that he was trying to build up the tension... And, uh, I, he didn't really need to. Because, I was going to say, you didn't need to for that game. Right, but just for, for like people that weren't college football fans. Right. He was trying to like make this a, a way bigger deal. People and who try, don't try, know. Trying to add to the story. It's kind of like in movies where there's background music that yeah. it, it makes the scene more intense. That's kind of what he was doing. He was trying to build up the Ohio State comeback that was inevitably unfolding before our eyes so that uh, i'll give him the benefit of the doubt for that uh but yeah i mean he's not my he's not like my most hated uh play-by-play guy he's not but i like him a lot but just some of the some of the stuff he does i'm just not a fan of like i understand you got to pull people in for the the national audience that aren't um college football fans but like Maybe tone it down a bit on the blowing of Ohio State. That's all. That's all I'm asking. That's all I asked for. So who are you? Who are you going with? Yeah, I like Michigan in this game. All right, 
fucking Michigan. Hell. Jesus fucking Christ. Oklahoma. I, I'm typing something on my iPad right now that I'm going to get to you in just a second. Son of a bitch. All I'm right. going Oklahoma. I am going Oklahoma as well. It's going to be a great game, though. And I hate that it's got to be played at uh, noon. Really hate it. And finally, we will get to uh, our favorite game of the weekend. It's Penn State at Iowa. I'm a little nervous. It's Iowa at night, and we know what that does. All right, so I know that uh, the stigma of Iowa is is that it's super, super dangerous for ranked teams, but... That's not a stigma. That's a fact. Okay, sure. But so, what are the last few big wins Iowa has had in that building? The last few big wins. Think about it. Was it Michigan a couple years ago? Yep. They almost beat us two years ago. Uh, okay, so we we can include that. Sure. I mean, yeah, we had to go what eighty something yards in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um. Did they beat Wisconsin there? No. No. Who am I thinking of? Ohio State. Right. Right, 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 right. All right. I, I won't make you do much of a guessing game. It's not a pop quiz. The point I'm trying to make is they beat Michigan in 2016. They beat Ohio State 2017. By all accounts, they probably should have beaten us in 2017. Oh, yeah. Should have. So the thing with Iowa is... If they could learn how to cover a fucking post route. Yeah. But Oh, Iowa is so dangerous against ranked teams coming into that building. They also lose quite a bench at home. So it's not like they're unbeatable in that building. Okay? Other, otherwise, they'd be in the Big Ten Championship. They win the Big Ten West every year. The thing with Iowa is they're a very, very much rise to the occasion team. The thing that the Michigan win, the Ohio State win, and the Penn State almost win have in common is Iowa was unranked in all three of those games. And pretty much their fate in the Big Ten West was decided. So they're they're a team in a very could very good position with a great student section, a great home atmosphere, and the most important part, nothing to lose. Iowa this week has everything to lose. Okay? They're already behind the eight ball because they have a conference loss against Michigan. They also know that in a couple weeks down the road, Wisconsin, in their division, may very well... also, in all likelihood, is going to have a conference loss because they're playing at Ohio State. So, they have a lot of pressure on them to win this game to keep pace with Wisconsin because they also know that they're, they're playing Wisconsin at some point down the road. Uh, this year, I, I, I don't have their schedule in front of me. I can't remember if that game's at Iowa or at Wisconsin. Whatever. The point I'm trying to make is... It, it, those other games where they upset teams, they had no pressure on them at all. They could play, lack of a better term, footloose and fancy free. Balls to the wall, go for it. 
I think now in this game they're going to be um, a little bit more conservative. You know, they have something to play for. I think the pressure is going to get to them, and I think that Penn State is going to pull away very, very late in this game. So I like Penn State. Uh, I'll go 24-17. to 17. Well, if we're picking scores, I'm thinking... I'm thinking it might be 17-14 Penn State. It's not going to be a shootout, I can tell you that right now. We both know it's not going to be a shootout. It's going to be a fucking yeah. it's going to be a fucking slugfest. Okay, so uh, so our our defense has uh, again, I I know we haven't really played anybody significant. I I know we beat Pitt and then Pitt beat UCF. Okay, cool. Pretty good win, but like in the grand scheme of things, it's not great. We've uh, the most we've given up as a defense is thirteen points. We're playing against an Iowa team that put up a whopping three against Michigan and had one. Uh, check the stats on this, Michigan. Uh, 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 Johnny, Iowa against Michigan last week had one rushing yard, yard singular. I mean, I, okay. wouldn't put it, I wouldn't put it past them. Also, I want to make the note that, yeah, Iowa put up three points to a Michigan defense that gave up, what, 42 against Wisconsin? Um, I think 35. 35 or 42, it's in that fucking range. Yeah. So, and our defense is better than Michigan's defense. So I, I think we have uh, the number one ranked scoring defense in the country. Yes, I get we haven't played anybody. I get it. I do. I'm just saying, if Iowa can only put up three against a Michigan defense that is worse than ours statistically, then they're gonna have a tough night. Yeah. Uh, I... It's still, it's still gonna be a slugfest though. Still mm. gonna be a slugfest as it always is when we go to Iowa at night. Uh, so. Nate Stanley last week, 23 for 42, 260 yards, no touchdowns, three picks. So. He'll throw but, one. Okay, oh, here's what's funny. He had a QBR of 23.1. Shea Patterson, the Michigan quarterback, his opposition, had a QBR of 27.4. And, and, and won the game. So, like, here's the thing, Sean Clifford, if you're listening to this, if you just have a, a decent, solid game, you might think that you're probably already in the driver's seat to win. Don't turn the ball over. That's yeah. all you got to do. Hold That's on to the ball. all you got to do is don't turn the ball over. Hold on to the ball, dude. We're And we're fine. It's, like, it's going to be a field position game. It's not going to be. It's going to be, all right, if we got a punt, pit him deep. And fucking hold them. Okay, so um, that's all the college picks, right? Yes. All right, so here, here's what I was typing on my iPad during uh, during that whole, whole thing. I was thinking about this the other day at work. Uh, we haven't done a rank similar in forever. No, we have not. No, I kind of forgot about that segment. I'll bring it back right now because, Johnny, I'm, I'm genuinely curious what you have to say about this. So this isn't like a, a funny like pun thing or whatever. I'm generally genuinely curious 
um, as a college football fan, what you have to say about this. So the, the five annual games that you enjoy watching most in the college football season rank from five to one. Okay, any biases or biases aside, um, what game as an outside objective college football fan do you like watching most? So, Alabama-Auburn, Army-Navy, Ohio State-Michigan, Oklahoma-Texas, and Miami and Florida State. So I have the Iron Bowl, Army, Navy, uh, Ohio State, Michigan. What was it? What, what was the next one? Red River. Red River, and then Miami, Florida State. Well, Miami, Florida State's at the fucking bottom. I just the last decade that game's meant absolutely nothing. Uh, I do. I will put. Oh, God. See, the next four are actually tough. Right. Fucking hell. See, I'm going to go with... I'm going to put the Iron Bowl four. Uh, Red River three, Army Navy two, Michigan, Ohio State one. Simply because, I mean, the Iron the Iron Bowl is the SEC, Red Rivers is Big 12. Those are not my conferences. Mm-hmm. Ohio State, Michigan, Big 10, that's my conference. So, and I've been watching, I've been watching that since I was, shit, eight? At least that's the first one I can remember. The first one I can remember, actually no, not eight, probably a little later, it was, um, it was the, uh, the 06 matchup. Yeah, exactly. Chad, Chad Hetty against uh, Troy Smith. Yeah, you got uh, Brian Hartline in that game. Um, yeah. Uh, Steve Breston played in that, right? believe so. Uh, who was the... Um, they had another one. Arrington or something like that? No. Who? Ohio State? No, Michigan. Oh, I can't... No, Braylon Edwards was gone by then. Mike Hart was the Michigan running back. Jake Long was playing for Michigan. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, um, um, oh shit! Who did the, the Ohio State linebacker? AJ Hawk. Him also, but there was another one that had like a long name. Oh, I have no idea. Laronitis. That sounds like a disease. James, you don't know James Laronitis? No. Really? No. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, okay, so I, I usually don't give my ranking. I just let you and Ryan do it. For whatever it's worth. I need I, yours on this one. So um, I have um, the Alabama-Auburn and Oklahoma-Texas kind of tied at the bottom for me. Uh, obviously, I look forward to both of them every year because they're always a great game. The Miami-Florida State, I don't think you really give enough credit. Even though both of those teams have been in the shitter the last two years, if you just watch that game... I mean, I remember I remember the, the wide right shit and all that. I remember it. I do. 
But it was so long ago. That game hasn't mm-hmm. meant anything in like 15 years. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I'll agree with you on that. It doesn't mean a whole lot in the grander scheme of things. I, uh, but, but if you're if you're doing of importance of I want to sit down and I want to watch this, if we're talking now, that's at the bottom. Okay, but where uh, from my standpoint, I I'm I don't think of those those five rivalries that I just gave to you. I don't think there are any two teams that hate each other more than Miami and Florida State. Like, just judging on the amount of cheap shots that are thrown and the amount of uh, after-the-whistle extracurricular that happens in those games. You've watched watched a Michigan-Ohio State game before, right? No, I definitely have, yeah. I haven't gotten to them yet. I'm I'm just saying OU Texas and uh, Auburn Alabama – are five and four in no particular order. You, you know, fuck that. That's that's cheap. I, Put it in order. order Come on. Um, uh, I'll go Iron Bowl five for me. J- just from it from an entertainment standpoint, this is where I'm going. It's an it's an SEC game. It's going to be low scoring. Yeah. Yeah. Just from an entertainment standpoint, I'll go Iron Bowl five, Red River four. Miami Florida State three because of a the history and b the hatred. Mm-hmm. Two, I'm gonna go Ohio State, Michigan, and then one Army Navy. But for whatever it's worth, despite that, I think Ohio State, Michigan is the greatest rivalry in sports in in any sport whatsoever. Better than Duke, North Carolina. Better than uh, Yankees, Red Sox, whatever. However, I th- I think the army the tradition that goes with the Army Navy game, right, and that like you know the the pregame national anthem, the flyovers that always happens, the fact that it's the only game on television, for exactly. That, that it's like it's like a week later than everything else. Yep. The president, whoever it may be, is probably going to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's our nation's military. Obviously, Army Navy is not going to be competing for any college football playoff. Although that normally would be awesome, no. that'd be awesome if we got back into like the, the way olden days. Yeah. If, if like Army Navy was like one and two or whatever, that'd be awesome. But anyway, I and plus also it's around Christmas, so it's, it's uh isn't isn't it isn't that uh, the week after Thanksgiving is the Army Navy game? Um, or do I have that wrong? I think I think it's two weeks after Thanksgiving. Let me let me. Usually, like mid December. Nah, this this is gonna piss me off because I need to win. The Army Navy game this year is the fourteenth of December. Okay. Yeah, so it's like two weeks. But yeah, I I see your point. Mm-hmm. It's also the fact that both teams are on the triple option, and there might be five passes thrown all fucking day. <laughs> exactly. A third and fourteen run. A third and fourteen uh, option sweep to the left. <laughs> sweep what, to the open side of the field. That, but like, also, that's kind of why it's cool. It's because, like, almost every other team in the country. You know, uh, shotgun, spread offense, five Air wide receivers, raid, yeah. 
throw the ball deep. Right. You're when you're watching Army Navy, you're getting a a look into like the 1920s. When it snows, did it snow last year or two years ago? Uh, that was like I think that was like 2016 when it was the snow. Well, yeah, when it was like snow on the ground, I was like, oh, gee, this is just I'm I'm parking it for four hours until this game's over. Yeah, you gotta snow it's, football. It's must-watch when television. it's snow football when it's not like deep as fuck mm-hmm. when it's just like a few inches on the ground. It's the best. Yeah, it is. It totally is. Um. No, I. I I mean, the tradition. I I do like the Army Navy. I mean, I'm a I'm a Navy guy, so. I I was a Navy guy for the longest time, because I I used to live in uh, Crofton, Maryland, which is like uh, like 15 minutes from Annapolis. Uh, but just recently, my uh, my younger sister joined the uh, ROTC program at Temple University, so she's she's an Army girl. So like yeah. th- this this past Army Navy game in twenty eighteen was the first Army Navy game where I actually I switched sides and rooted for Army for her. So it, it's it, again that's it's weird uh, being on the opposite side, uh, but that that's the rivalry. I got three uncles that were in the Navy. I'd be disowned if I root for Army. <laughs> can't 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 go against that. So I'm Navy all the way. Uh, all right, let's move on to uh, a little baseball talk. Uh, the ALCS and NLCS are set. Uh, first off, uh, the New York Yankees own the Minnesota Twins baseball franchise. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that is a fact. And the Atlanta Braves, what the actual fuck was that? <laughs> well, first of all, if if the Twins couldn't beat the Yankees with Joe Mauer, how are they going to be? How are they going to be? How are they going to beat the Yankees without Joe Mauer? Exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, it was kind of a disappointing series, but predictable. Yankees, not a big deal. Move on. The, 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 and then the Cardinals. First of all, the Braves had a two-one lead in that series, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, they did. Oh no! Oh yeah, they had a two-one lead. Right, right, right. They lost game one and then won the next two. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So the the Cardinals like didn't they set a postseason record? Yeah. Most runs in a in a half inning or whatever it was. I believe so. In the it was ten runs. Ten runs on five hits. How anticlimactic is that? Can you imagine sitting in traffic? You miss the top of the first inning. You show up to that bullshit. You just show. You just make a user. I saw on Twitter people like, man, I haven't even gotten to the bar yet. This game's over. Yeah, that that's fucked. So it's the it's the Cardinals and the Nationals in the NL, and it is the series I've wanted to see all along. Uh, Yankees Astros. Yeah, so that America. was the uh, that was the LCS last year, wasn't it? No. Or two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. What was the LCS last year? Sox, it was Red Sox, Sox something. Sox Astros. Oh, it was right. Okay, right. Okay. Yeah, where everybody's everybody was sucking off the Astros, being like, "Oh, they're the greatest team ever." But yeah, they lost in five, five games. 
You fucking moron. And then as soon as soon as Chris Sale strikes out Manny Machado, there's an article comes out. Oh, the Red Sox might have won the World Series and won 118 games on their way to doing so. However, the Houston Astros were the best team in baseball, and here's why. And I wanted to just, I don't dropkick this man? I don't fucking know. Or a woman? Whoever the fuck wrote it, you moron. But whatever. Beside the point. What do you got? What do we got for predictions? Um. Ew. I mean, the Yankees have all of the history, but I uh, fucking Astros love Alex a, Bregman. The Astros are a fucking machine. I fucking love Alex Bregman. So, shit, I'll go Astros. You know I what? Mean, I, it's just it's not fun. Astros in how many games? Um. Well, who has home field? Houston does, right? Uh-huh. Shit. Let's let's go Houston in seven. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I'm going with that as well. Anybody that's not a Yankees fan, I think for the most part, is rooting against the Yankees. It's just because like you respect the history of the Yankees, but they've got twenty seven World Series. I mean, they sure. don't need a twenty eighth. Sure, I respect the history. Sure. 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 So let's no. go. Let's go Strohs. You, I, Andrew, how could the fuck could you not hear the fucking sarcasm in my voice right there? What? <laughs> sure, I respect the Yankee history. Yes, yes, I will. You don't? I will, I will bow down. Yes. Well, I'm yes. not saying you gotta bow down, but as a baseball fan, like, what, as big a baseball fan as you. That's what fucking... You don't respect the Yankees? I, I respect Yankee fans that know their fucking shit. I just mean the team, the, the franchise's history in general. Like the, the Mantles and the DiMaggio's and the Ruths. Yeah. Like you, you've got to respect that, right? I, I, I respect it. Babe Ruth couldn't play today, that's for damn sure. No, of course. He was, he was like a billion pounds. <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, uh, the one person that I just, I, I, I respect the Yankees except for one guy. Jeter. No. Like, on the current team? No. Ever? He was you... never a player. Steinbrenner? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think Steinbrenner's very overrated. Rest in peace, but very overrated. <laughs> yeah, burn in hell, but, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk about it, man. He's dead. I'll get, he's dead. Rest burn in, in hell, but I love you. No, no, I will never say I love George Steinbrenner to get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. And I think Ryan would even smack me if I said that. Uh, Yeah, I got the Astros in seven games, and then I don't even know what to go with for the Cardinals-Nationals. Well, how about a congratulations to the Nationals for winning their first ever playoff series? Bryce Harper called it. Bryce Harper called it. In yeah. his press conference. That's a little bit sour for me, but... Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm aware. Hey, However, April, April's only uh, how many months away? Six? Yeah. We'll be right back at it, boys. The fills are coming. Gabe Kapler, see you later. We just need a competent manager, and then... Boom, long bombs away in October. All right. Um, but with that being said, 
Fuck it. I'll I'll go NL East bias. I'll go Nationals to win the the NLCS. All right. Either either way, I'm picking the American League winner to win the World Series. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, I'll pick. I'm going with the Cardinals. Pitching's better. They're hitting. Their bats have finally woken up. Uh, obviously. Uh, so I'm going with the Cardinals, and then I'll pick the Astros to win the whole thing. Uh, last thing we're gonna get to the Flyers look good, Andrew. Flyers look real good. Uh, it was Carter Hart made an absolutely brilliant save on Taylor Hall on a five-on-three playing against the Devils. Uh, what was that? Two nights ago, and uh, the Flyers needed a goal coming in, coming out of the, uh, the third period, and I said I said they needed at least two, and they went out and got three more, so it ended four nothing, and it was they played well. I've I had that I think that's the first Flyer game in the better part of three years that I've had. Zero complaints coming out of it. The defense looked good. The goaltending looked good, obviously, and the and the offense came and showed up. We finally first period we had a little bit of a struggle. We weren't we were going in. We were trying to make plays uh, that we, we were trying to we were trying to get too cute, and we finally went in and started to shoot the puck, and it look what happened. We went four nothing. The Devils are. That was a meh right now, but when Carter Hart when Carter Hart made that save, game was over. Game was fucking over. That was pretty fucking sick. I I mean that's if that's not if that's not played at the NHL awards in uh June, then we get a problem. What do you what do you got on Flyers? Cause I had I, I said I said that was uh, first time in three years I've had no complaints coming out of a flyer game. Did, wait, the first time in three years? Yeah. I've always had something to bitch about after every flyer game. <laughs> always something. It's always something. But that was the first one where it's just like, I'm trying to nitpick and I fucking can't. The goal no, look good. The defense look good. The offense roster. look good. The coaching look good. Like, I know it's only two games, but it's very possible. It's very possible we make a run here. If this shit keeps up, obviously we're not going to get a shutout every night, but if this shit keeps up, we're there. Was that was that your final thought? Mm-hmm. Okay. So my final thought is... Um, I'm a little embarrassed to admit this. I thought the USA-Cuba game was at 8. It's actually at... Apparently it was at 7. Ah, uh, boy. It's already... <laughs> it's already 6 nothing United States. Um, not really a big surprise there. So this is the CONCACAF Nations League. So... Uh, we talked about this on the podcast. I, I said this, like, many, many episodes ago how uh, Olympic qualifying for CONCACAF was originally scheduled for right now. So we had to talk about um, would we rather our guys go for Nations League or for Olympic qualifying, like the, the Polistics, the Weston McKinney's, whatever. And, well, now we don't have to respond because 
they they moved Olympic qualifying to March, I believe. So that's good. Uh, so we don't have to make that big decision. Like I said, USA, Cuba, six nothing right now. Um, October fifteenth is a what Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. We're playing at Canada. Uh, I think the game's in Toronto. Not going to be a walk in the park. Uh, that game's on ESPN two. United States should win. Uh, Jurgen Klinsmann was a former United States head coach and said this game or this tournament quote was a waste of time. I disagree. I don't think it's a waste of time. Uh, like oh, the United States, we're not doing anything until like late 2020. It, that's uh world cup qualifying. We've got all kinds of fucking free time. So we might as well do this nation's league. I don't think it's a waste of time at all. Jurgen, uh, that's just me. So, uh, again, like I said, United States up 6 nothing right now. Uh, we got uh, Euro 2020 qualifying happen is happening as well. So, uh, international soccer back in full swing. Uh, this will be... Uh, so, this will be fun. So, uh, I don't know, Johnny. Do you got anything else to add? Not with that right now. Too, not not trying to fend soccer. I'm just too focused on everything else. That's all. Um, with that, we will see you guys on Monday with our weekend recap. Have a good week. Just what we do. Yeah, it's just a one.